think the biggest thing is um, being kind to yourself and your words. I had a student the other day in Meisner Music really talking down on themselves. And I said, this thing that one of my spiritual gurus says, which is watch your fucking mouth. And obviously it's not about curse words because it's in the phrase itself, but it's about watch how you speak to yourself. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast, the place to be to gain a rock-solid mindset, create powerful habits, and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, and goal-smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. Hello, lovely, lovely listeners. I am so happy to be back here talking with you all today. My goodness, I missed you. I missed you guys being gone for a week, and um, it's it's so nice to be back to normal. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but whenever you do something that's really, um, a, a lot of energy and excitement, don't get me wrong, uh, being my sister's wedding, and <laughs> I'll get to that in a second, but um, whenever you do something that's so high energy and it, it takes a lot out of you, you give back and you just crave that normalcy, and let me tell you, I have been craving the normalcy um, in such a beautiful way, in such a way of being so grateful, having just had this experience um, I, I'm not going to tell you guys the full story because honestly, I'm actually going to have Lexi back on the podcast. If you guys know, she's been on the podcast before. Lexi's my sister. Um, she was on the podcast before talking about her running journey and um, her her embracing that identity. But we're actually going to have her on the podcast talking about, oh boy, resilience. Because you guys, I'll give you the little Reader's Digest version right now. Um my sister, her and her husband, wow, that's so crazy to say, her and her husband um, were planning a wedding and obviously COVID happened. So that was a huge roadblock. And they, I know some people decided to push, push their weddings back. They decided that even if it meant like it was just 10 people, they were still wanting to get married this year. And I respect that decision. I think that each couple, it's to each their own, but um, for them, it made, it made so much sense. And, you know, obviously with COVID, it, it, presented a lot of challenges. They had to pretty much scrap their entire wedding two months before. And then when we got there, the California and the West Coast wildfires started happening. And for those of you guys who are not living on the West Coast, I cannot describe, I cannot describe what we experienced. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, we were staying at an estate that was less than 10 miles away from the wildfire. Um, but we were we were in an evacuation zone that was pretty much just like, get ready to leave at any moment. It was not go. It was just get ready. And we were lucky that we never went past that. We just stayed there for a while. And actually, the night of the wedding, we got the good news that we went back a whole uh, zone. So we were in the, you know, 
be aware that this is happening, but you don't need to take any action yet, um, which was just like, oh my God, a sigh of relief. But it was almost like outside looked like fog, like dense, dense fog, but it was smoke. And um, I, I, I'm not going to harp too much on this because to be honest, that challenge, yeah, it was hard, but it wasn't what I'm going to remember from this wedding. What I'm going to remember is the fact that how every single human who was in attendance, now, remember, this is a wedding during COVID, so it wasn't a big wedding, but the family that was there rose up to the occasion. We all, I, I mean, I consider her in-laws now my family because this was such an experience to all go through together and I'm going to share one quick story and then I'm going to save the rest because I really do want Lexi on the podcast to talk about this whole experience because it was something that was unlike anything I've ever experienced before in both the best ways and both really challenging ways. But I, you know, if you know me, if you've been with the podcast for a while, you know that I believe challenges are such a freaking gift. And this (laughs) was definitely a challenge. It was definitely a gift in so many ways. Um, but we were, we were heading down to the, the venue, the estate. It was at this beautiful, beautiful house in, um, Oregon. And we were heading down to the estate and we had just gotten word that we were in a level two evacuation zone, which again, pretty much means get ready to leave at any moment. And we were freaking out. I don't know how else to describe it. We were freaking out. We were saddened. We were mourning and, my dad, we were in the car. My sister wasn't there. It was just me, Brett, my boyfriend, and my parents. And we were all sitting there and we're like, sad. I don't know how else to describe it. I was looking out the window trying to keep it together. And my dad said something. And remember, this is the OG life coach Baker. So he piped up and he said, guys, we're not going to a funeral. And just that language shift snapped me out of it. And instead of asking crappy questions like, oh God, the amount of times I asked, why God? And I, I like, I, I think I've prayed more this past week than I have in my entire life combined. But I, I kept on asking, why God? Why is this happening? What's the meaning of this? I don't understand. And as you can imagine, I was getting some pretty crappy answers. But my dad shifted that language. He said, Again, he said, we're not going to a funeral. And so I immediately went, how can I be brave for my sister? And let me just share this good man button story real quick. Right after that, I started asking, okay, how can I be brave? How can I be brave? What can we do? Who can we help? And I I told my parents, I was like, okay, here's what we can do. On our road trip down there, we can start looking for other venues that are out of the smoke, that are out of the evacuation zones. It's going to be a last minute change, but let's try it now. Let's go. Like, let's do it. And I looked over at Brett and I said, okay, like download Airbnb, download VRBO. Like, let's, let's like start looking at places. And he, he shows me his phone. He's like, oh, I already did that. I did it a few minutes ago. Let's do it. And I'm just like, God, you're amazing. But we started looking, we started looking. Luckily, we didn't need to do any, but, or like start any, but just having those backups, starting to get momentum in the right direction instead of staying paralyzed and and Frozen was the change of the weekend. And it was not just us. I want to be very clear. It was a whole family that was 
constantly asking how can we how can we be brave how can we rise up to the occasion and I'm going to stop there because there's still so much more to the week that was only a part of it um but I want to just say you're like I this you guys it really just further implemented the your community makes or breaks your experience and I have never been more grateful (laughs) this is the total exhaustion talking but I really do believe it I've never been more grateful to call my family my family and I want to be clear if your family is not exactly your favorite people you get to choose your family there are some people there who I'm not blood related to but most definitely I consider them family most definitely because of the experience and the the joy and the laughter we all shared despite living quite literally in the this is fine like fire meme <laughs> um we all were there and Lexi and Jake her her husband um we were all laughing at the end of the day and we were all dancing and having fun and enjoying ourselves and I just want to say that your your language gets to shape your experience. And actually, Jillian and I talk about that a lot on the podcast today, which speaking of which, let's dive into. Thank you for letting me debrief a little bit. Um, and again, I, like I said, Lexi's going to come on the podcast and we're going to share the full story about how resilience and how bravery can show up in the darkest of times and how you can keep trudging forward when everything in your body is saying to throw in the towel and I I can't wait to share the story and dive in I actually wrote on the plane on the plane home and just so you guys know I'm traveling so freaking safely we have like N95 masks and everything uh crazy amounts of hand sanitizer but after I hand sanitized my entire area and wiped everything down with Clorox um, I, I took out my, my book and I started writing and <laughs> I think the entire week, it was a little less than a week, took up 28 pages. <laughs> so if that doesn't tell you, I don't know what will, but like I said, we're going to dive into that later. For right now, I want to dive into this amazing conversation with Jillian Page because my God, this woman is so inspiring and just even I was just listening to the conversation again and I was just like feeling a swell of joy and gratitude that I was able to be a part of this about breathe in the same space virtually as this amazing human and I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear the show to get to hear today's episode now before we dive in though we have an iTunes review of the episode I'm so excited I realized we took a few weeks off but now we're back in on getting these iTunes reviews in and today's iTunes review comes from oh boy SMG 9688 <laughs> they say this podcast is better than a cup of coffee even better listen to it over a cup of coffee <laughs> life coach baker has gotten me to completely turn my mornings around she is understanding funny compassionate and completely relatable 10 out of 10 would recommend to anyone who needs some motivation and positivity in their life oh my god thank you so much that makes me so happy um you guys i've heard from numerous people how they listen to this podcast in the morning and how it really starts off their day i you know we've talked a lot about morning routine and how get learning is one of the parts of the morning routine and I could not be more grateful to be a part of that in your morning and I just think that 
that just means so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I really enjoy it. If you guys have not written an iTunes review yet, please, please, please go on over to iTunes, write a little love note in the comments, and even rate the podcast five stars. I, I say this all the time, but I cannot tell you how much it helps to get the word out there and to raise us up the charts and to have more people know about the show. We actually just hit, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. We just hit 2,000 downloads, which you guys, we just really recently hit 1,000. So that shows me how much you guys are sharing the podcast. And I, I so appreciate it. And please, please keep going. It helps so, so, so much to get the word out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those of you who have already written a little love note. And if you have not, please, please take just two minutes to go and do that. If you don't have a um, iTunes or if you listen to this on Spotify instead. We also have everything on YouTube. So if you want to write a note in the comments on a YouTube video or let me know and I can send you a little voice memo. We actually have a new um, uh, uh, feature with the podcast. So if you guys want to send a little voice memo in, um, no pressure, it can be two seconds even. But if you want to send a little voice memo in, I will get you that link and um, we can make that happen. But without further ado, I want to dive in full force with this amazing conversation with Jillian Page. Jillian Page is the creator of Meisner and Music, and I want you to stop right here. If you're someone who's not a performer, th this episode is still one trillion percent for you. If you're someone who's looking to start a passion project and needs motivation, literally with my clients all the time, because especially right now, several of them are really looking to start passion projects are looking for that inspiration, I have them listen to interviews just like this one with Jillian. It doesn't matter what the the area is because it's important to the person who's talking, but if it inspires you to just get started, that's where the magic happens. And that is where you'll find so much inspiration from this conversation with Jillian. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let Jillian Page take over, share her brilliance, and let's dive into the episode. Welcome. This is an honor. I'm so thrilled you decided to say yes to be on the podcast. Go ahead, Jillian. Will you tell everyone who you are and what you do with beautiful wisdom every single day? Nicole, I am Jillian Page. I'm the creator and founder. Wait, no. Creator and founder are literally the same word. I'm the creator and teacher of Meisner Music, and I'm a classically trained vocalist and musical theater performer. And for the last 10 years, I had um, a day job of personal training, which was lovely. And I still online train a select few people. So fitness is a huge part of my life. But yeah, I'm a performer and teacher primarily. Um Amazing. And I'm going to say right off the bat, because I want everyone to know this. If you are not following Miser and Music, what are you doing with your life? Like, go Thanks. follow it right now. It is so freaking inspiring. Every single Thank you. poster, video, like, it's just, it's so beautiful what you do. But before Thank we dive you. into the Miser and Music stuff, you obviously, health is a huge part of your life. How did you get into personal training and health and all your journey with that? Yeah, I was never athletic growing up. And so when I got to college, I did, you know, and I wouldn't say the freshman 15, but I definitely started eating more and um, really loving some Lucky Charms and pizza at the cafeteria. <laughs> so I got into group fitness first. I think Pilates was my first in. And then I just fell in love with how weight training was really similar to practicing voice in that you show up and do the work and then progress on to what you've already worked on. So 
I just love weight training. I think all women, all people, but especially women need to not shy away from getting stronger. Um, and it's a meditative thing for me. So I just, I love it. And it's been like the most amazing, flexible day job. And anytime a performer is like, should I get my certification? I don't know. And I'm like, yes, like you have to make so much an hour so that you have the freedom to audition. Like if you can do personal training, do that. Oh, very. I've never heard of actors like thinking about being, I mean, like I've heard of it a few, but like not like as a primary, primary day job. That's so interesting. You always yeah. hear about like the waitressing or waiting, excuse me, right. or, you know, stuff like that. But that is a really flexible. That's such a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I think it's similar to coaching or teaching voice or something like that. Just something that you are giving one-on-one -on -one care to, and then therefore can only work maybe like three hours a day and make what you need to, to survive. And also what a good thing to like learn about. Cause I'm assuming for training, you need to know about the human body. Like there's no mm -hmm. tomorrow. Like you need to know what muscle groups work, what, and like, I feel like you're like, yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like that is such a good thing to know. Cause especially cause there's a lot of performers that listen to this podcast. You are, you're an athlete. Like whether mm -hmm. you're like a super highly trained dancer, or you're like a mover, like you are still an athlete. Your body is your, a huge part of your career. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, knowing what muscle groups work, what I feel like that's so important. Yeah. I mean, unlike people who can buy a flute, you know, our bodies are our instruments, whether it's dance, acting, or singing. And so it is such, when people come to me um, for online training and they're like, I just want to lose weight. I just want you to tell me what to do. I sort of laugh because I'm like, it's so not that it's not a formula. It's really a mind body connection that is so beneficial to actors and singers and dancers, performers in general to know what is my instrument needing from me and how can I best serve it and keep it fully functioning. So for someone who's looking for that mind body connection, what's like the first, what's the first thing you tell them or maybe an exercise or a thing to implement in their own life? What do you have them do? I think the biggest thing is um, being kind to yourself in your words. I had a student the other day in Meisner Music really talking down on themselves. And I said, are we allowed to curse on here, Nicole? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Girl. Okay. <laughs> I said this thing that one of my spiritual gurus says, which is watch your fucking mouth. Yeah. And obviously it's not about curse words because it's in the phrase itself, yeah. but it's about watch how you speak to yourself. So the first thing I do with personal training clients and Meisner music students is get them away from good and bad. That sucked. That was great. Um, because your central nervous system literally hears the messages that you send it verbally or mentally. So if we go into performing or fitness and saying, I hate what I'm bringing to this. Either I hate my body or I hate my voice or whatever. Um, how in the world is your body going to do what you want it to do when you're coming at it from a place of self-hatred already? Yeah. Um, so we, even if we're joking and I say that in air quotes for anyone Thank listening, yeah. yeah, it's not, you know, we got to be really gentle with ourselves. We're going through a lot. So the very first thing I try to establish is if anything, neutral self-talk doesn't have to be positive. I've loved for it to be, but um, just being really gentle with ourselves. I was reading a chapter in a book just recently that was all about language and how, not like language, like cursing language, like how we speak becomes like the words we use become our experience. And so if we're saying like, I'm 
furious. I'm pissed off. That is going to heighten your energy versus if you say I'm peeved, you can have the same, you can have the same like external experience, but your internal experience is going to be completely different based off your language. Mm. So like, I know, I know a lot of people use like self-deprecating humor and stuff like that, but it's like, when you use that, it, your brain will start searching for more ways that you're a quote unquote fucking idiot or whatever Mm -hmm. you just said self-deprecatingly. And again, I'm putting Mm -hmm. that in air quotes, but it's just, your brain is going to search for that experience and it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I struggle with it in my own singing. I think like as singers, a lot of us have traumatizing like things that voice teachers have said or things that we believe about <laughs> oh, ourselves. You're on the right yes. <laughs> Everybody take a sip to that. But um, yeah, when I practice even sometimes if I sing a phrase, you know, not great, I'm like, I'm such a bad singer. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing to yourself? I'm a great singer. That was just, I'm going to navigate through what just happened tension wise there. Oh my God, you're speaking so much truth right now. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Before we dive into the full Meisner music, because I think we're going to talk about that for forever. I want to look at really quickly, because you're really, and and I'm using heightened drama language, so correct me if I'm wrong, against uh, the detox or like the cleanse culture. Um, Yes. Let's talk that out. Why? Because I know that's a huge part of, I'm going to, I'm a huge part of weight loss uh, or even. Okay. So I feel like in both Meisner music and fitness, I feel like you have to incorporate what you're doing in those, in any self-betterment field into what you're going to want for the, your, your entire life philosophy. It can't just be, I'm really rigid with myself with health and fitness, but I'm gentle and kind to myself in my life philosophy. It has to match up. So you with health and fitness have to do what you're willing to do for the rest of your life. Um, keto works, right? What's that one that's 90 days? Whole 30, uh, whole, whole 30. 30. That's actually one of my go-to ones pretty often, but that's because it works for my body. It works. It works. Mm-hmm. But you have to ask yourself, what am I going to do after those things exactly. end? So a juice cleanse is very cute, but then like, what are you going to do after the seven days? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you willing to keep that up in order to keep the fat off or the energy going or whatever you gained from that? So I just encourage, even if you want to do a cleanse, a gentle weaning off of that so that you're able, yeah, to keep your results for a long time. Generally, I see the, the clients that I've had who love cleanses not willing to do the actual work and the day-to-day decision-making that goes with building healthy habits, but they want a quick fix. And with anything in life, I'm not a fan of that. I couldn't agree more. And um, I, I've talked to numerous people who, because I've, I've mentioned on the podcast that I've done whole 30 on and off for about like four years, I think. And that people have said like, oh, well, like, what do you like, you know, like those don't work, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, no, I actually eat paleo pretty much the rest of the time. And when I say paleo, it's just kind of a blanket term for like no process, no sugar. I'm really careful about what I put into my body, like with whole foods. Um, but it's, so it's more of just like a re it's a redirect sort of a, it's, yeah. a, it's a, one of those. So it's for the sustainability, uh, not for like that quick fix. I love that you say it like that. Cause it's, if you're just looking for a quick fix, isn't it like people normally gain weight after they go on a cleanse? Is that, am I getting yeah. that science right? You're absolutely right. Our metabolisms love consistency. So, you know, even if you are consistent with, um, 
you know, a juice cleanse or keto, those are the only ones that are coming to mind right now. Um, then your metabolism will be like, Oh, Oh, this is what we're doing for her body now. And then once you get off of it, it's going to go into, um, survival mode or starvation mode and we get energy from fat. So if we're then not getting the food nutrients that we need, our bodies are going to store fat for that energy. Um, if we're eating inconsistently, our bodies are going to store fat because they're like, I don't know when this girl's going to eat again. So I better store some of this because I'm really confused. So basically we just want to moderate our metabolisms, um, in a way that is sustainable. I, I've ne I, you, you just taught me something new today. <laughs> that was really good. So let's say for someone who's like not looking for the cleanse or the quick fix, what would you say is one thing, one small thing that they can add into their life right now if they're looking to get a little bit healthier? Oh yeah. Um, picking foods that are as close to their natural form as possible. Mother mm -hmm. nature doesn't do us wrong too often. So um, if you can look at something and kind of guess how it was made and what the general ingredients are, then eat it. But if you look at something like a Frito and you're like, I have no idea how to picture how that was made, that's probably not great for your system. Love that with the visual. That's so good. Oh my goodness. Okay. I want to I wanna dive into Miser and music because you have just... Like, I, first, how did Meisner and Music come about? Because this is such a genius idea and it's taken off like crazy. So how did you create this? What, ha what happened there? Thank you. Um, I was in a deep, a deep grief. I lived in Dallas and I had moved there because my boyfriend at the time, now late husband, was diagnosed with cancer. And so we needed to move. We were living in Chicago. I don't know if I ever told you that. I don't think you did, no. I love Chicago and I had just settled in and he was going to go to DePaul for voice. And so the first week of registration, he um, went to the doctor and they found that this sore that he had had on his tongue was cancerous. So we moved to Dallas to be with his family. So he only had an eight month battle with cancer. He passed away. And then about four months later, I was like, I need something to pour my energy into. And I knew a little bit about Meisner and what I knew I liked. So I started taking Meisner and I fell in love. It was incredibly therapeutic for me at that time. Um, and it also really worked in my scenes and text work with acting. Mm -hmm. But when I would go back to singing, I would go right back to my old ways. And I'm like, okay, surely someone has put these two together because singers of all people need a mindless technique to get us into our bodies and in the moment, right? Preach, girl. Um, preach. Yes. Oh <laughs> so when I got to New York, I was like, D -d 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 -d, like Googling. And I'm like, someone has probably done this before. And then realized that no one had. So yeah. And then I just, I created it and it began as a workshop with my buddies. I think I charged, you know, just whatever the room and the accompanists were and then slowly figured out myself. I mean, it was really born out of selfish ambitions because I was like, I want to know how to put this into singing, but it's helped so many people. I am just consistently in awe at this technique. And I really think it's a way of life as an acting technique. Um, it just transcends acting and goes into all parts of our lives. I have chills. I have tears. Oh my God. For, uh, well, here, let me ask this. For people who don't know what Meisner is, who have maybe not dove into acting, what, well, how would you describe Meisner? 
Sanford Meisner is the creator of the Meisner technique. And he said that acting is the reality of doing. Mm -hmm. So there's no pretending. There's no going back to my memories. It's just that I am living fully and truthfully in the present moment. Oh, Oh, (laughs) what a beautiful, like, I mean, yes, for acting totally, but for freaking life. I mean, to be able to just breathe and connect to where we are right now, the conversations that we have, and just to be in the present moment. So many of us don't do that. And Mm -hmm. especially, I mean, you and I both have very similar backgrounds because we both went to the same school, but like there was a lot of only think about technique, only think about technique and don't live in the present. And what a, oh, what a gift you're bringing to people. Oh my God. <laughs> so what have been some of the most magical moments that you've experienced through Meisner and Music? We had one a few weeks ago where a guy was singing, um, what's the da-da-da-da-da from Hamilton? Oh gosh. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yes. yes. He was singing, you'll be back. And he was um, doing this Meisner exercise called activity. He was putting on clown makeup while he sang. And we stop and do this basic Meisner exercise called repetition in the middle of singing. And it's just to get you in your body talking about how you feel. So he said, um, I feel I feel calm or I feel quiet or something like that. And I said, okay, sing. And then he goes right back to the way that Jonathan Groff does the song, which is like a beat and loud. And I said, no, 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 we need to put, I feel calm into that. And so he did. And it was electrifying. I have goosebumps even talking about it. Um, But that kind of stuff where it's like, what an electric thing we can bring to a piece if we just honor how we're feeling and not how we think the song should be done. Ooh. Oh, I have so many thoughts. Oh my God. How interesting. Do you see that a lot? Do you see people emulate how like maybe the original cast recording has done it? And do you, you say you use that technique quite a bit with like getting them more into their own skin? Am I, am I getting that right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you sing something like The Wizard and I, we all have either our favorite Elphaba in mind or um, Idea Menzel. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what is her name? I was like, it's not Adele Dazeem. I can rule that one out. Oh but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a lot of times we as performers, I think training is essential. But often in training, especially undergrad and academia, we learn that who we are is not correct. Um, (laughs) And so then we're thinking, okay, well, I just need to emulate what I'm hearing or what the character should be feeling, air quotes again for those listening. Um, But really, the composers are smart and we have to trust that the music has written itself and we don't have to nudge, nudge, wink, wink that we understand the song. We have to go in there singing it from a truthful place of where we are that day. Um, and it's going to just electrify the song. Nobody, I could watch like a textbook version of if I loved you and not be moved. But if you come in that day and either you've just gone through a breakup and you're going to put that into the song or you're having the best day of your life and you're about to go to your best friend's birthday party and you put that into the song. I've never seen it like that. If, mm-hmm. So if you are coming in with exactly how you are and what you bring to the character that day in that moment, 
there's no greater gift that you can give to the, to honor the music. But I think often we think honoring the music means doing it the textbook right way. I've got to stop with the air quotes because I'm like, this is a podcast. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> but if we think I have to do this right to show them that I'm a good little musical theater student, that's not moving at all. Oh my God. I want that on t-shirts and bumper stickers and just <laughs> plastered everywhere. That is so good. And also like, I, cause it sounds to me like a lot of Meisner and music is even just mindset and getting out of that like cookie cutter performer. And okay, now I'm yeah, using your quotes. Performer. I know. Like, it's, it sounds like it's so much more of just like, just trust, trust yourself. It is so hard. It is so hard. Um, you know, and I ask my students, maybe you have to decide what kind of performer you want to be. I want to be an open hearted performer who's coming in with my wounds open, but there are a lot of performers who like, I just want to work and I'm not saying it has to be one or the other, but I just want to work for a Disney cruise and I just yeah. want to play Anna over and over the cookie cutter way. Mm -hmm. That is also noble, but that's not what I'm training for. And my interest is more in incredibly truthful storytelling. So yeah, sometimes people come to me and they're not either ready to grasp the Meisner technique or they're like, oh no, I don't want to go there. I just want to sing the song in a beautifully technical way. And I'm like, that's also cute. That's not my style. I don't like to watch that or be that, but <laughs> that is great. And there is an audience of, I call them like Yas critics who will only care about your vocal riffs and technical abilities. I'm not interested in performing for them. Oh, I love it. Because every performer listening to this podcast right now it knows exactly what the Yas people are. Like, we've all either experienced them or seen them third party. Ex like, oh my God, that's so funny. I love. So what have been like, what's been a show or a song or even a performance that has moved you like exponentially? And I'm totally, I'm winging it with this question, but this feels important. No, no, no. I have an answer. Um, I'm thinking of Kelly O'Hara in Bridges of Madison County. I, I, I know, know you're going to say that. I, knew I know. It. <laughs> well, it's one of my favorites. And I, I saw it on Broadway and my friend that I saw it with, we laughed because we were weeping. We were making noises that I've never heard my body make. I was like, ugh. <laughs> crying so hard when that what's that guy's name oh is it steven pasquale even pasquale pasquale yes 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 yeah yeah something like steven that. pasquale or whatever his name is comes on he's like ha, 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 ha. i'm like oh my god i feel like so many things <laughs> because like they can't be together but i also need them to be together I know. um <clears throat> just masterful writing, singing, beautiful storytelling. I can't, I can't. Yeah. It moved me oh. to the core. Every single person I've heard who saw Kelly O'Hara's performance. I mean, just what, wh I mean, like what a freaking gem. And obviously we have a big connection to her. We went to the same school. Did you ever see her talk when she came to OCU? Yes. Uh, just what a light, like she walks yeah. into the room and you feel her like, and it's not like a, Oh, Kelly's in the room. It's like a you feel a sense of empathic calm. I know. It's just like she, she, she gives everyone this, this sense of you can do it without even saying it. And it's just, oh, I'm going to cry even just thinking about her. And what a gifted, gifted human. I'm so glad you were able to see that on Broadway because what a freaking gift. 
Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. Have you? I actually haven't. I've only listened to the soundtrack about 15 million times. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't know quite why she was topless in the musical. And I'm like, is that girl full nudity? What? I've seen her boobies. Yes. And I don't know why. (laughs) It was just literally a scene of her getting out of the bathtub. And I'm like, okay, like I welcome that. (laughs) Was there? Like, why? It did not move the plot along at all. It was just for the sake of seeing Kelly O'Hara topless. And she looked great. I mean, we are living in a post-Game of Thrones world. I feel like movie and sex is like, boom, 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 padded into everything. Was it during a song or was it just kind of like a loop, 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 loop? Nope, nope, nope. It was almost, I I hesitate to say this because I don't know if I'm right, but I feel like it was kind of during a scene change. (laughs) Like, it was really incidental. And I was like, oh, Thank Director you. Just being like, what should we do for the scene change? Let's make I Kelly O'Hara. I gotta see her tits. One way or another, I've gotta see her boobies. And like every audience member is like, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, what a I had no idea that was a part of the musical. <laughs> Have I been living under a rock? This is unreal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so what have been some of the most like impactful moments or resources even that have caused you to up level as either a performer or a businesswoman, because you're such a freaking badass. Like, what have you done? <laughs> um, I think that it's just that, that old saying, if you build it, they will come. Um, but with Miser Music, it's been slow going. I mean, this is our, I'm heading into our fourth year and it's been really interesting how it truly took three years for people to be like, Oh, I believe you. This is a thing that has value. So it's been just so interesting. You know, you have to believe in whatever you're building, but I truly believe that like, if you offer the class and if you believe in it, people are going to come or that, you know, applies to anything that you believe in this beautiful podcast, your coaching business. Um, but I have a lot of people in my life saying, can you be my accountability partner, my business coach to help me get this thing started? And it's like, you have all, you know, it's that old, the Wizard of Oz thing. Everything that you need is already within you. Um, so I just knew that this thing was brilliant. And I often feel like I'm just the lucky vessel that said yes to this idea, right? Big magic kind of stuff. But um, building it, And I didn't make money on Meisner Music for several years. And then, you know, just renting the rooms myself and paying for the accompanist and making a little bit of that back from the students, but not much. Um, But believing in it so much that I was like, I have to keep this train going. But yeah, last spring, so it was spring 2019, I was crying to my mom and I'm like, no one's registering. Like, what am I doing? And mom was like, give it one more season. And if no one signs up, you need to let this go. And I was like, you're absolutely right. Because it had been two years of not a lot of traction. Um, And then that energy of like, this is over after this season, if no one does it, just sent the universe like, oh, okay, we got you. (laughs) So the last year was our first sold out year, which was such a blessing and more exciting things coming up. I have chills up and down my whole body. Oh my God. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, Wow. 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 And so how has it been? I mean, COVID sucks, obviously has you guys have been doing Zoom. Yeah, it's been like surprisingly simple to translate all of this work onto Zoom. Um, We had a class that started March 3rd and yeah, right. So we got two weeks in and then had to pause. So we're actually going to try 
I mean, try it. No, we're going to do it. Um, in September, we're going to finish our four weeks together in person, socially distant, and everyone's going to wear masks. I mean, New York's numbers are doing great, but yeah. I was hesitant to do anything over the summer because I thought we're all unemployed right now. I don't want to pressure artists like pay me money. But I found that this summer was our um, most uh, bountiful summer that we've had because artists need a place to work on their craft right now and to be with each other and have a little bit of structure. So it was, we had four sections this summer and they were each blessings, like every single soul that took class touched my life deeply. So I can't wait. It sucks that we're still dealing with the pandemic, but I'm really honored to continue to hold space for artists to do this work. How freaking amazing. I can only imagine just like to have that outlet during a time when I kept on hearing from artists over and over again, like my creativity feels like a desert land, like, yeah. and it just, it breaks my freaking heart. And so, you know, I'm just like, here's a resource, here's a resource. You were absolutely one of those, like that I threw out <gasps> like this. You. Oh my God. I love your work and what you're doing. But like, it was just like, like do something like, you know, have, have a community don't feel like you're alone here because you're so not. And so mm -hmm. just what a freaking gift that you've given to people during this Thank time. Thank you. I mean it. I mean it from my bottom of my heart. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Do you have a big, hairy, scary, audacious goal and you are ready to freaking tackle it? But maybe you feel stuck and you don't know where to start or worse, you feel like you're not enough to achieve it? If that sounds familiar, then you might be a great fit for my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. If you're ready to learn more, go ahead and send me an email at hello at lifecoachbaker.com and we'll set up your free 30-minute discovery call. Link to my email is in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Oh, wow. So, for and I think you kind of answered this, but I want to ask it directly. For anyone who is looking to start a, I'm going to say passion project here, because I believe that is a good word to describe Meisner and music. If anyone's looking to start a passion project, but that little belief in their head that no one will come keeps piping up, what would you say to them? Two things. And one I already sort of harped on, which is just start. Even if it's like giving yourself, I think we need probably two hours a day to pour into our passion projects. Um, I was going to say an hour, but I'm like, what do I get done in an hour? Um, let's, <laughs> yeah, I would say try to give yourself two hours a day, even if it's post your regular job mm -hmm. to pour into that passion project. One thing about the quarantine that was really eye-opening to me was that with personal training, I thought, oh, I don't have more time to give to Meisner Music because I'm a personal trainer. That's the main source of my income. Mm -hmm. But then in quarantine, when I had all this time, I realized I just wasn't putting time into Meisner Music or my artistry practicing. So I was like, shit, this is an eye opener. Um, so really look at your schedule and make sure that you're giving devoted time to that. And my loves, even if it's on the weekends, I'm sorry, but like, you must give time to your passion yeah. project. We're recording this um, on the weekend, friends. This, yeah. is, this is outside of weekday. <laughs> yes. And then the second thing that I did with both businesses is start, um, you got to offer some free stuff first, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. So with personal training, I did, 
I think it was a four week winter warrior challenge where I was like, anyone who wants to be a client, I'm going to run this thing for the month of December, um, for free. And I'm going to be your accountability partner and online coach. And then I think I got maybe like three clients from, you know, 60 people that signed up for that very small. Um, what is that called? When you, yeah. ROI. Yes, 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 yes. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but at least I had clients and at least I had people being like, I trained with Jillian and then it grew. Um, and same thing with Miser Music. The first class I offered for $75 for my friends. Oh yeah. Um, for four weeks, but again, it just covered the room and the pianist. And then from there it grew and grew. I will say that, and you know, this too, Nicole, like value, I think people, it's so hard because you want to charge people what the service is worth, but um, you also want to be cognizant of what artists are going through right now. But I will say when Miser Music was cheaper, I got less people interested Mm -hmm. and less people actually showing up. They would last minute cancel or be sick. Um, and so (laughs) now that it's a little more expensive, people are like, Oh, I value this thing and I'm going to show up and I don't. Yeah. So offer it for as cheaply or free as you can in the beginning. And then as time goes on, know your worth and charge what it's worth. I, one more time for the people in the back. Like I couldn't (laughs) freaking agree more. When I first started coaching, I was doing free sessions out the wazoo and it was great for getting my feet wet, for getting that, like to get over my nerves and stuff like that. But when I just not too long ago raised my prices, I got clients like boom, 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 boom. And I was like, okay, universe, I hear you. Like, like so many people are so afraid because they tie money with worth, but money is just energy. It is just an exchange of energy and it's value. And like, we just need to stop thinking that like, oh my gosh, if I charge too much and I don't live up to expectation, like it is... It, it is just energy and people forget that sometimes. And I think it does something to you too. I mean, maybe this is a bad mindset to be in, but when, you know, when my personal training sessions were like $30 an hour, I'd be like showing up looking like, yes. I don't even know. And I did not really give a lot of energy to planning the sessions. And then when I became a more expensive trainer, I was like, Ooh, I am snatched and like coming on time. So yeah, I think it does something to you too as fucked up as that is. No, I couldn't agree more. Cause I feel like when I, when I raised my prices as a coach, I valued my work so much more. And I knew toss, toss. I know how amazing it is. I've seen clients go through this amazing process. I started pouring way more into them just because why not? Like, this is just such a, like, I want to, I want to do as much as I possibly can. And, and when you charge more, you have more energy. So exactly. when my Meisner music classes are actually paying the bills, I dedicate my energy to those three hours that I have with the students. But if they're not paying the bills and I'm scrambling to like get other shit done in the three hours that I have with my Meisner music students, I'm like, okay, guys, uh, let's yeah. just get this over with. Cause I've got more that I need to do to pay rent. Yes, literally. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh God, I could word vomit everything at you right now, but yes, I couldn't agree more. Like there, you, you want to be present, especially with when you're working. Cause I know like Miser and music, you work one-on-one with them. Right. Uh, and yes. then, like they change, like when you're working one-on-one with someone, you don't want to have to be thinking about what's my to-do list at my day job tomorrow. No. Like, you know, you want to really be right there with them and don't get me wrong. You're going to need day jobs when you're starting a passion project. Like 
it, I had two when I first started coaching and it, it's exhausting and it's hard, but it was the payoff. It's a short term price to pay. I, I'm putting that in air quotes because I don't know if I like that language, but to reap the rewards in abundance eventually. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Sometimes with fitness right now, I'm a little bit one foot in, one foot out. I think yeah. um, Miser Music is going to become my full-time income soon, <laughs> like within the next, you know, at least year, hopefully six months. But with that being said, sometimes when I'm doing online coaching with personal training, I'm a little bit like, man, this isn't what I ultimately want to be doing with my life. But then I remember this is paying for my passion project right now. So I need to honor this moment because I'm so grateful that I have a means to keep Meisner Music going until it fully supports me. Whenever I have clients who really dislike their current job situation, I have them whenever they're in that negative mindset, I have them put work aside for a second and write down a gratitude list of three things, but all like devoted to their day job. I love that. So it just shifts your mindset. And for a while, like I had a client who would start writing them and then she, we had our next call and she's like, this doesn't freaking work. I don't understand. I'm not doing this. And I'm like, are you in the present moment when you're writing it? She's like, no. And I'm like, will you just tell me a few things? And they were, um, and this is nothing against her. This is just how we're programmed to do gratitude lists at first, but they were really broad and general things. Like I like this job. I like my chair, like stuff like that. And it's like, you have to get to the nitty gritty details because until you get down to the, like, I love my, um, how I walk into the office one day and the receptionist says hello and says my name with sipping her coffee. Like that is so specific. And that has a mental charge and an energetic charge to it versus the, I like my chair, which is like, (laughs) I love this. This is, I have this thing in my life where I'm like, that's so Meisner, (laughs) but like that is so Meisner. We talk in generalities all throughout our life and like generalities are for the outside world or non-creatives, but in our art and in this beautiful passion project work, you're so right. I've never thought of it that way, Nicole, that like being specific and precise has an energetic field. I've just been like to my Meisner students, it'll help you if you're more specific, but you're so right that it does something different to me to be like, I love the receptionist sipping her coffee. than like, I'm glad I pay the bills. (laughs) That's awesome. When I have people and it's the broad term for this is transformational, transformational vocabulary. Okay. So using, um, basically the five senses, whenever people are having issues getting connected, ask them like, what are you feeling or what are you smelling? What are you tasting? So when I have clients, for instance, in visualizations, like maybe they're visualizing their life five years from now, I always ask them, what are you hearing? Because auditory actually shapes, like it connects us to the present moment like that. And so when you, I always ask them auditory first and then like, what are you smelling? Like, are you in your kitchen? Did your partner just make you pancakes in the morning? You know, like, like getting into those like so specific little details, but that just like, it changes our biochemistry. And I could talk about neuroscience forever, but our bodies always know it's a cop out to be like, I don't know. Yes, you do. If you have a pulse, you know how you're feeling or you know how to envision it. I love that you do that, Nicole. I do that with my Miser Music students all the time. Like literally what is your chest doing right now? 
it's tight, yes. right? Oh. And then like, you know how you feel, you know what a tight chest means. Oh, yeah. So let's get specific on that. And j- instead of just saying, I don't feel anything. <laughs> um, it's amazing how much when we just change even the simple nature of like one of one piece of our physicality, yes. our mindset changes like that. Like if wow. we change our, our shoulders from being hunched and down and maybe our uh, breathing being up and mm. shallow, we change that to up and back and just moving our breath down low our brain literally starts to turn on, the blood starts flowing throughout our body. And this disconnect between, excuse me, for people who aren't able to see, the disconnect between all the energy up in your head and all the energy in your body, it starts to flow together. And that's when your mind starts to get into the more positive, more energetic states. Beautiful. (laughs) I love that. I used to, before auditions, when I lived in Dallas, I would sit in my car. Um, I remember having a car and I would just smile. (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, I would sit like this with my arms out, smiling so big. And I'm like, I am enough. I am so enough. And I would go in and maybe book it, maybe not, but like, yes to all of that. Oh my, I love, I love that you outstretch your arms. Cause that, that what you, for listeners who didn't see, that's what she just did. And just like take up space. Like, especially not to make this a a women, women, man thing, but women are specifically, we're trained to be smaller. We're trained to kind of like keep everything in tight and guys like, you know, man spread all the time, but like for women, especially to spread your arms out. And I call it the Patrick star with my clients to just like Patrick star it out and just take up that space shocks our biochemistry. Cause wow. it's just like, I'm not, I'm not used to this. And it changes like that. It's amazing. Beautiful. I could talk to you for hours. Same. <laughs> for hours. Oh my goodness. But I do want to ask you a few quick segments that we ask everyone on the show. Um, what is a small step towards a goal or big or small that you achieved this week? This week, um, I let myself be. I, um, I had a big meeting today with two people that I'm hiring on to teach more Miser Music sections. I was so excited, but I also in this planning section of my life, I'm really rigid with myself usually about schedule. And this week um, with that big meeting, I was just like, you know what? Everything is going to get done this week that needs to get done. And it did. So that was a huge step for me to see that I don't have to pencil in every 15 minute task that I'm doing in the day, although that can help sometimes. But this week I just didn't need it. I was doing enough and um, it really helped with my mindset and clarity. What was your scheduling then? Did you, did you schedule at all? Or did you just kind of like let things flow as the day went on? Let things flow. Yeah. (laughs) It's scary. Yeah. I don't know that it's for me every week. Um, but I think this week in particular, I had a lot going on. And then that huge meeting with those ladies, I was like that you're doing enough, Jilly girl. Like you can just let yourself be on the penciling in. Wow. That is like, and uh, people who listen to this podcast, it's all for achievers, which happen to be pretty type A. They pretty, they sometimes go hand. Yeah. I just, oh, I, you know, I might try that. I might try that sometime just to see, especially because it sounds like on weeks where it's, where getting into the 15 minute chunks could get almost like overwhelming and more yeah. stressful. How interesting. I read somewhere too recently that um, scheduling ourselves can be a little bit overwhelming for our brains. But when we make lists, which I also love, and I'm sure your type A listeners love as well, (laughs) lists can be a little bit more like 
oh my God, look how much I actually did get done in this three hour chunk. And now I can add more to my list. Whereas some, most weeks I will pencil in every single thing. And it's almost sometimes, Nicole, like I get less done because then if the task gets done, I'm like, Ooh, I have a half an hour. And instead of getting more done, I'm like, I'm ahead of schedule, which is also a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's balance, balance as all things are. Oh God. <laughs> Preach girl. Oh my goodness. And then last but not least, what is one thing or how, blah, 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 how did you get in your own way this week? I got in my own way this week. I let someone, I mean, you as a woman in New York city know how the street harassment can be. And I endured a lot of it this week. I had to go to the diamond district, which is just the shadiest. Have you been, it's like I haven't. 47th street between fifth and sixth, which sounds like a nice area, but it's that one street, that one block is so shady. So endured a lot of harassment. And then the next day had a little bit of harassment and I let that get to me instead of just letting it roll off my back. Um, so yeah, I, I looked at that today in therapy and was like, you know, I could do better on that next time, but it's okay. We stumble. We, we do indeed. And, oh man, it's one of those where it's like, I want to change the world. So this doesn't happen, but it's also like, I love that you say roll off your back. Cause yeah, if you let that like in, like embed itself in your own mindset, it's not going to hurt them. It's only going to hurt us. Exactly. Like, oh my goodness. Jillian, thank you so freaking much. Like you are just such a light and I said, I said this at the beginning. I'm going to say it again. Y'all go follow my in music right now. Like it is just Thank one of the you. most, I, I think following inspiring accounts, especially in the world we're living in right now is vital. And yours is one of the ones that I always consider just like so inspiring. I love reading the stories. I love listening to the songs that people sing and it's just, it's so beautiful. So where can people find you? Yes. Miser and music. Um, the Jillian page is my sort of bigger account. That's more just about my life and a little bit about fitness. Um, and that's page with an I, but yeah, Miser and music is gearing up for a membership, an online membership in November. I'm so oh, excited. I was wondering, you were dropping all these hints yes. about like November and I was like, is she going to tell us? Oh my goodness. Yeah. How exciting. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be great to just have an online community. We're going to have Fridays where we have a safe place to sing where you can just come and sing with no judgments or feedback unless you want. We're also going to have a Friday happy hour where we just talk with other artists about like what's going on in our lives. And then there's weekly class that's going to be capped at 10 students. And I love that it's going to be less intensive than a full two or three hour class that you have to go to every week. Yeah. It's just like a membership to an impulse gym where like it's there if you need it and it's super affordable. So I'm just so excited. I, you amaze me. Oh my, yeah. what a brilliant idea. And what Thank a, you. oh my God. So y'all, if you are a performer in New York, I do it. Like I'm, I'm going to endorse it right now. Do it. Oh my gosh. Thanks. Wow. That is amazing. Jillian, thank you so freaking much for being here. This was such thank a Thank you for having me. You're an amazing girlfriend. We're all stars, but you're especially a bright oh, star. Stop it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, I just adore her. Oh my God. I just, we laughed, we cried, we had a ball and it was just, I hope you guys had so 
many takeaways, but before we leave today's episode, which I'm so sad, I don't want to leave you guys yet. Um, Before we leave today's episode, I want to do some major key takeaways. Number one, watch your fucking mouth. Your central nervous system listens to every single thing you are telling it. Choose your words wisely. Number two, our metabolism loves consistency. How can you build healthy habits always, not just a quick fix? Number three, tap into being, not training. This is an important technique in Meisner and music, yes, but it's also an important, important technique in life. How can you be? How can you be present? How can you be centered? Number four, if you build it, they will come. Let me repeat that again for all you people who are looking to start a passion project or a side hustle but are afraid. If you build it, they will come. Your perfect audience, your perfect clients, your perfect customers, they are out there and they are waiting for your product, service, experience, whatever it is you're bringing to the table. They are waiting for it. Build it. Number five. Make time and space for your passion projects. you got to have time in order to build it. Jillian said two hours. I think that's an awesome starting point. If you have two hours in your day, totally. If you don't, 30 minutes, one hour, just something. Just start. Number six, as time goes on, you're going to have, now remember, you're going to have to start off doing some free stuff or some really cheap or really low cost offers. But as time goes on, charge your worth. Oh God, it just feels so good to even say it out loud. Charge your worth. It is an exchange of energy. Literally, the more people invest in themselves, the more seriously they take it. Jillian and I both have experience in that and I know countless others as well. Number seven. Look at your day job with gratitude. Your day job is going to have to happen at first, and that's okay. Celebrate it. Remember that it is making time and availability for what you're really wanting to do. Because what you're really wanting to do, it will come as a full-time experience eventually. Just let yourself be grateful for the money that you're getting from your day job at the time. Number eight, throw generalities out the window, please. Talk to the five senses. Ask yourself, what am I hearing? What am I feeling? What am I tasting? So on and so forth. And last but not least, number nine. You don't have to plan out every single second. In fact, if it's going to stress you out more, please, for the love of God, allow yourself to go with the flow. See what that, see what happens when you do that. Just allow yourself to have that balance. It will come. You guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am so, so grateful for you all. I know I say that every week, but I'm going to say it again. I love you all so much. And thank you again to Jillian for coming on the show. I just, I so adore her work. And you guys, if you're not following Meisner and Music, I'm going to say it for the upteenth time of the show. Go follow her page, Meisner and Music. She has so much great stuff. Even if you're not a performer, just go and get inspired. I love you guys so much. I'll talk to you so, so soon and have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go, take the leap, 
and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.